Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast. It's Kirsty and Isaac from Real Coaching here again. In this episode, we're going to be speaking with Kurt and James from SellerRocket.io, which is a platform that helps e-commerce businesses get discovered by major publishers to expand the reach of their business to sites that can draw crowds to their stores and listings through affiliate marketing and publishing. Before we get too deep on this conversation, I want to frame it kind of in the right mind up front as both Kurt and James also want to set your expectations and so that way you understand how this works. The techniques we're going to be discussing today are not here for sellers who are just getting a first product started. And these techniques are not designed to drastically change your ranking or the effectiveness of your business on Amazon, unless you've already done a really good job of maxing out your listing on Amazon and getting really good ranking, which by the way, is not super common for every seller, but for some sellers that actually get to that point, that's what we're talking about. This is a technique and a, and a service that you could definitely use. So if you are at that point where you need to get some outside traffic, that's this is basically modeled to work within the Amazon platform and you'll feel that you have tried every other method. This is something that you can actually work with. And, and that's going to be you know probably a better resource than going out and maybe trying to pay a ton for Facebook or Google ads. And so that's why we brought Kurt and James on today so we can kind of get the scoop on what they're talking about, how it works for us as Amazon sellers, and basically to move our businesses forward as well. Yeah, right. And even if, you know, you're right at those beginning stages, you can think about how you're going to add this in when you get to that stage as well, yep. right? So it's always good to have ideas up your sleeve, um, not necessarily act on them straight away, but have those ideas up your sleeve so that you know where you're going to go next. So welcome, Kurt and James. Thanks for coming on the show today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for having yeah. us. No worries. And yeah. before we're going to jump in to all the cool stuff that you're going to talk to us about, Usually what we like to do is just to get, get to know you guys a little bit better. You know, how did you start to become part of Seller Rocket? And also how your experience has also helped give you the insights and solutions for sellers as well. So if you guys want to kick off with that, that would be awesome. Sure. Kurt, why don't you go first? Thank you. My name is Kurt Hummerkauser. I'm leading the sales efforts here at Seller Rocket. Uh, I started in sales and marketing. I learned about e-commerce about two years ago uh, with my own Shopify store. I was selling drop shipping drone, drone parts. Uh, and so I developed a relationship with publishers and marketers here at Seller Rocket and I've been helping everybody grow their efforts here. Awesome. Yeah, yeah my name is James Falconer. I come from a publishing background. I've, I've been in the publishing world for about 20 years now. Started out early days, like early, early as... Um, web designer, editor, programmer, you name it. Worked for an SEO company back in like the, the early, early 2000s. Back in 2006, I co-founded a site called crackberry.com. And that's really, you know, for me, one of the turning points where things really started to happen. I was doing the writing on the site, the design, the programming, building the community, and actually things like, like we set up a warehouse to actually ship physical products. So we had the whole thing from start to finish built. And it, shortly after we founded that site, um, we became part of a network uh, called Mobile Nations. So Crackberry joined some other sites that you may have heard of, Android Central, one of the biggest Android sites out there, uh, iMore, Windows Central. Uh, we, we launched some influencers as well. So I've had a really good look into 
um, the early days of e-com, I can re remember back in affiliate networks. I can re remember back to the early 2000s, starting to work with CJ and, you know, you know, writing posts about Oakley sunglasses and all these things. Right. <laughs> so I can remember way back to then uh, doing stuff like that. But getting back to, to Mobile Nations, we actually sold it to Future a couple of years ago in 2019. So I stuck around with Future for a few years, um, had a really great time, great people there, was able to work on sites like uh, Tom's Guide and Tech Radar and many others. Um, they're just a massive network. And then earlier this year, I just decided for myself, I wanted to get back to, to working with, you know, smaller, scrappy companies where, you know, just maybe a little bit easier to get things done. And uh, mm -hmm. the Seller Rocket team found me. So I started talking with them and jumped on to, to help them out with all of their initiatives. So I'm just bringing um, you know, that, that background from the publisher side, um, because I, I certainly know the, the trials and, and tribulations that small and big publishers go through and uh, just trying to bring as many insights as I can to, to help out not only Seller Rocket, but um, hopefully your, your audience as well. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So just to kind of, I guess, bring it to people who have never heard of you guys before and to kind of simplify it, maybe kind of just, can you give us a brief overview of how Seller Rocket actually helps Amazon sellers as that's our audience, obviously. I believe you have two sides of the business and that's why you're both on here, right? So you got the, the mm -hmm. publishing side and then you got kind of the affiliate marketing side. Is that correct? That's yes. Correct. Cool. So how does that work? What, what does each leg of the, uh, of the company do? So really what we're doing is providing an easy access point for brands to get in touch with publishers. It's historically, it's, it's really hard for any seller to get in touch with a major publisher to have their products covered. So we, we, that's what we solve for is making that easier. Um, and then we also want to provide data uh, on, you know, to the, to the sellers so that they know exactly what those placements are doing for them. Yeah. So kind of what you're, what you're talking about is like, you know, when you see, uh, I guess it's kind of like a, a post or a blog in like USA Today or Rolling Stone of somebody's product being placed in there. And there, there's like an editorial um, kind of, you know, mention about the product. And then obviously that drives traffic back to a Shopify store or an Amazon website, correct? Correct. Yeah. And then, so how does the insights work on that? You guys have like essentially your own data metrics tracking system, or is there like you, you go through the, the Amazon platform to track that stuff or exactly how do you guys track the data back and forth? So specifically when we're talking about Amazon, uh, all the, the publishers that we work with and affiliates, they're all Amazon affiliates. So they get a receipt from Amazon for every transaction that they're, that they're driving. Mm -hmm. And so they share that data with us. We ingest it, put it into our dashboard. Uh, so that it's accessible to the sellers. Awesome. So essentially, if I said, hey, Kurt, James, get me into, I don't know, um, Guitar World, and then have them post a, 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 you know, a blog about my product that I'm trying to sell, that's kind of your job to kind of go out there and get that or similar companies like them, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we have a whole network of these publishers. And instead of approaching them all one-on-one -on -one and saying, hey, can you put this product right here on your page? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're approaching them and saying, hey, we have this list of products that are all great. And if any of those fit the content that you're planning for the next month or two, you know, here they are. You can, you can put them on your site. Uh, yeah. So it makes it easier for the publishers because they're usually getting just 
blasted with requests from from sellers and just different brands in general that, to have their products covered. Yeah, and I, I actually, uh, I used to be in publishing. I used to uh, be the editor-in-chief of a small citywide magazine here in Las Vegas uh, called Las Vegas Sports Magazine. And I know sometimes you kind of get stuck on good content. So like, I know some of these places are actually looking for things that they actually want to to speak about. So having, you know, that, that middle person to kind of, you know, suggest things to talk about helps them as well. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point. Like for publishers, you know, if, if we can, we like to get some insights into the, their content calendars and what they have coming up. And that way we can, you know, kind of tailor, tailor a list uh, to them of the products that we represent. So for example, if you have a product in the consumer tech space, maybe, you know, maybe we could curate a list and make something a little more targeted for, for publications in that vertical. And then on the publishing side too, they, they really just appreciate how easy it is to get that one feed from the seller rocket team of quality products that are well-ranked, well-reviewed. And it, it, it not only saves them time, but you know, it's, it gives their audience value as well. Mm-hmm. They're, re- they're recommending, they're writing about good products, you know, linking out to, to the product on Amazon where obviously conversion is killer. Um, so it, so it works really well for the publishers. Yeah. Gotcha. So just to kind of like bring this down to everyday life, right? So I'm an Amazon seller. I've built my brand up already. Like we, like we talked about, you know, we've got ranked, we've got great reviews. So we're looking to establish our brand off of Amazon a little bit as well, right? So we're trying to, you know, build our brand presence. Generally, what people do is they go, oh, I need to do social media. So I need to get my Facebook done. I need to get Instagram. I need to get YouTube and all the other stuff, right? Which can also basically mean that People get distracted because you're kind of, you know, trying to learn all those different platforms and then also trying to figure out, well, how many eyeballs am I going to get and what's it actually going to give me, right? So what I see in terms of what you guys are doing is you're kind of doing that, but you're doing it very, very targeted and um, you're also doing it from a direct sale perspective. Is that right? So not only are we brand building because we're kind of getting that kudos in terms of like we just that example that we use there in terms of guitar world. Hopefully we're selling stuff for your guitar and not like shoes, right? Or whatever. So that's one thing, guys, we have to be targeted in terms of it's not about just PR anywhere. And you'd be surprised at how many people don't really get that, right? So what we're trying to do is figure out from an objective perspective, you know, which publications, if if we want to call it that, we should be in. And then in terms of if I'm looking to do that and I've got a budget, and I want to spend on brand building, but I don't really know what that actually means. How would you break it down for a seller to say, well, you know, we can maybe, you know, do a test or maybe we can build this out as a 12 month plan for you and, and how we could see building your brand online. Cause I'm assuming that you guys are just really focused online or do you do offline in magazines, physical magazines and stuff like that as well? I'll start with this one and maybe Kurt, you could jump in a bit with, um, you know, the fees involved and and stuff like that. But the beauty of it all is it's all performance-based. So the short of it is there's an on-site component, which is all, which are all the things that we're doing in Amazon, you know, advocating for your products to show up in editorial recommendations and articles, et cetera. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. And then for folks that are really looking to drive uh, D2C sales, uh, build their own brand awareness, et cetera, there's an offsite component too. So that's, you could think of that maybe a little bit more as the, the traditional PR angle, but we're still advocating for uh, your brand 
uh, to drive traffic back to your own site, to generate that awareness, to get your products listed um, in best articles and get reviews up, et cetera, from some really credible sites. So there's those two sides uh, that we can take within any agreement. And uh, it, it really just depends what the seller wants to do. We can certainly discuss the plan uh, direct with the seller, but what's most important to them, and then just make sure we cover off the bases and we, you know, we do it in a, in a, you know, with performance in mind. Right. So it's, it's something that any savvy seller will, will want to add to their, their mix. It's kind of like another best practice to add to, to everything they're already doing right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. yeah. So you just mentioned there the editorial recommendations, which um, for people listening, these tend to be on basically the page one of the search results for your main kit for main keywords. That's that's where we've generally seen it. And up to now, we've been featured, but we don't know how we've been featured. Right. And I and I know that um, my, some of my products have been featured and we get a, a, a very good uptick in sales as soon as we are featured. And then when we're not featured, we don't. So I've directly seen the effect of that happening and everyone's going, how do I get in there? We don't even know how to get in. So what you're saying is that we can, as a seller, we can actually work with someone like you guys to be able to make sure that we have that like all year round. Is that, is that right? That, that's correct. That's, that's exactly it. And you know, it, it brings instant credibility um, and it saves you time because instead of trying to, you know, reach out to 50, a hundred different publications and manage those 50 or a hundred different relationships um, with those publishers within Amazon, you can just do it through us. And we're already managing those relationships where we're tailoring our, you know, recommendations and requests to them uh, based on what they like to publish. So we're doing all that heavy lifting for you. And uh, I, I should know too, it, it, this isn't like a, an instant on off switch kind of thing where, you know, we've had a, definitely had a lot of people come to us and it's like, well, where's the results? And, and I'm like, well, it's day two, you know, give us a little bit of time, <laughs> right? So it's, it's something that, you know, we definitely uh, advocate for adding it to your mix. Um, yeah. It's, it's all based on performance and maybe Kurt, you can, you can speak a bit to that about how the fees are structured, but it, it fits in really well. And over time, it really does pay off. And, and the timing of this right now and doing this podcast is great because, you know, as we know, like Q3, Q4 of the calendar year is going to be crazy, intense, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, et cetera. So getting stuff into the system now to give it time to seed a little bit and grow is um, a really good thing to do. Awesome. Yeah, Kurt, if you wouldn't mind like going through some of the how the fees are structured, that would be awesome as well. Yeah, so we have an initial cost. We can also, we have a lot of options too. Um, we have one option that is both the editorial recommendations and external traffic from these major publishers. So if somebody wants to just, they know these, they need both options, then we would do like a base fee. It's a month monthly fee, be $500 per ASIN, and then a 15% revenue share from attributed sales. And so these publishers, they're, they're, they're sharing their uh, attribution data with us. And so we know exactly what they're getting credit for. And that, that's what we invoice people based on. Um, if we were to just focus, like laser focus on the editorial recommendations, which a lot of people are, I mean, we talk to a lot of Amazon sellers. And so that's, that's what they have on their mind. That's all they want to talk about right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, if, if we were doing that, just the, the, starting price would be $2,000 per parent ASIN. 
Um, and then we have a monthly monthly fee. It would be $100 per parent ASIN once the article is up and running. Um, it's, it's more like a maintenance fee, uh, you could say, and it would allow us to request additional articles uh, for, for that product as time goes on. Um, and then the revenue share for editorial recommendations is 10%. Okay, awesome. So with that in mind, then, when you mentioned the $2,000 um, fee, is that for a month? Or is that for forever? Or is that for like a week? You know, how does that work? <laughs> Sorry, that, that was, that's a one time fee. It's just uh, think of it like a retainer, kind of more like okay. traditional PR. Uh, yeah. but we're, we're a hybrid, I'd say. Yeah, cool. And that's per product, essentially, right? So if you had a, a brand, and you were like, you know, I've got 10 products, um, I'm assuming that we could come and have a chat to you and say, look, I'd love to be able to maximize my brand across the Amazon platform with editorial and then also off of Amazon as well. So how can we work together and build that strategy? Yeah, yeah, we definitely would want to build a strategy. I talk to brands all the time who have just a whole list of products and these products they want to put here, those products they want to put here. So it's 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 different for each seller as to how how they want to set things up. Awesome. Yeah, I think the the important thing for for the sellers to know out there is, you know, we would definitely sit down and just like Kurt said, plan out what what's important, right? It's it's all about, you know, listening to what the sellers have in mind, what's, you know, what's important for them this year and then setting that up for success as we go through the summer and into the fall. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because you mentioned there about Christmas and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, promotional growth, also increased organic search as well because if, especially if you're in those editorial recommendations you get that pride of place um, which is above the fold usually um, which is awesome and how would you in terms of that promotional piece obviously we, Christmas potentially prime week how about with launches as well or are you seeing that most publishers really want to work with brands or products that have already got some kind of um, you know traction already so for on Amazon, the editorial recommendations there, the title of the article is kind of going to guide where they want to be shown. They're based on SEO in that respect, but yeah. they're also based on conversions. So if it's a brand new product, it's not going to be converting as well as, you know, a really established product. So uh, for the editorial recommendations, it's, it wouldn't be good for product launches, even if it is a you know, a, a well-known brand with strong products, it's going to do well here in the future. We would want to give it time to, to gain some strength on the platform, get some reviews and, and gain ranking before putting it into editorial recommendations. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Externally though, with the, with the native publisher content, that could be good for product launches. We've used it ourselves uh, to help launch team members products. And it, it does, it does accelerate their ramp, their ratings and reviews. So yeah, I would say I would say to any uh, sellers out there that are looking to launch a new product to to just just get in touch with us because I think we would just want to take a look at the product, what's being planned, and and again we would just figure out a custom plan, whether it's on site within Amazon or off, you know, driving traffic, you know, direct to their site or wherever they want to go. We'll we'll take a look, right, and and come up with a plan that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's pretty good because I think what we one of our core strategies is that we actually plan our launches out and plan our sales strategies and plan all of our promotional strategies out. Whereas most people are just like, Oh, I'm going to try this now. And if it doesn't work in a week, I'll shut it off. And if yeah. I go out and try this ad ad keyword or whatever, and it, if it doesn't work, I'm going to shut it off in a day. 
they'll optimize their listing and then switch it back in six hours because they haven't seen an increase in sales. It's like, that's not exactly how you do this. So I know you guys kind of have like a flywheel that you guys talk about, the flywheel effect of, you know, once you start building the SEO of the Amazon rankings and, and maybe off Amazon rankings on, on search engines and stuff, that starts to affect your organic ranking. And then obviously it helps your PPC and all this stuff. So if you guys can maybe just give a second and explain that flywheel effect of how these little things can start to add up and, and implement and I guess uh, increase the, the level of everything around it as well. So you had mentioned that your products get picked up and you see this massive increase in your sales. Yeah. Um, so we, we see that all the time. We'll talk to brands who they were not working with us previously. They got picked up organically and they're already doing everything right. And they just see this huge jump in their sales. And they think the only thing that changed is the editorial recommendation, which to that on their to what they can see. Yeah, that is the only thing that changed. But the editorial is not what is driving all the sales. It helps. It's more like a cheerleader for, for your current marketing efforts. So uh, we've done case studies uh, with different brands. There was one beauty appliance that we had worked with. And by the third month of them working with us, their sales had increased by 47%, but only 7% of that came from us or from, from our efforts, at least the rest mm -hmm. was through their organic and their, their paid ads. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think when you say that, you mean directly attributed attributed yes. to what you guys are doing, right? So like indirectly, you have a positive effect that helps them grow the other, you know, 40%, but the 7% comes from direct attribution of clicking on the editorial recommendation and getting a sale. Correct. Yeah. Cool. And, and I should note too, that, that, that attribution is um, last click and 24 hour cookie. So, you know, we're very upfront about that. Like we're, we're not going to take credit for anything that doesn't deserve to be <laughs> taken credit yeah. for. Yeah. 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 And so just to kind of clarify what that means is essentially that person has to immediately click that within 24 hours and buy the product. Right. So they can't sit on it. They click it one day and then come back to it a week later. That sale doesn't get attributed to that editorial recommendation, even though they might've read the entire blog, gone through all the search results, looked at competitor products, and then just said, you know what, I'll come back and buy it later. So if they come back and buy it later, just directly through search, it doesn't attribute to that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So obviously you can see like some sellers are this, all this information is just going to go over their head, right? So certain sellers are going to start to understand this. Um, they're going to see the value in this. And you guys kind of have like a, an ideal seller that you're reaching out to that kind of you're looking and saying, Hey, look, if this is you, then like this, we can actually have a conversation. Obviously some of the fees might be out of the reach of brand new sellers as well. So, you know, there's kind of a limitation of, of budget there for them as well, but um, kind of explain to me like what type of seller you guys are looking to talk to because you know, we have a wide variety. We have everybody from brand new to, you know, selling six, six figures plus every single month. I talk to all sorts of different sellers, all different sizes from corporate sellers to, you know, it's their first product, but they're doing really well. Maybe they might be a part of a, a mastermind group that's, you know, telling them all the, all the right things that they need to do. Um, and, you know, I like those sellers as well. Um, yeah. We also work with the people who are buying up, uh, the Amazon businesses. So there's a whole, a whole spread of, of different, different sizes that we can work with. The ideal is really just someone who knows what they're doing, that they know how to rank their products. They know which search terms they rank well on. Um, and, and they understand the, what, what is needed to get any higher on the search page or to increase their sales. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Cause hopefully that's most of our audience because they've been listening to Kirsty and I for a while. 
<laughs> well, they've still got to implement it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only I think the only thing that I would add there is, you know, we're we're really, you know, open and, and encourage any sellers out there to to just get in touch because whether they have one ASIN or a hundred or they're doing you know, a thousand bucks a week or a hundred thousand bucks a week. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll, we'll want to take a look and want to be a part of their strategy. Right. And I think we can, if they're savvy, super savvy, fantastic, you know, we can get up and running super fast, but at the same time, if maybe a little new to the business or, or new to getting things done, we can certainly, you know, help educate and help bring things up to speed as well. So, you know, we're, we're open to everything, small independents, larger companies that have their, that already have their own internal teams doing a lot of work too. It, we're definitely additive. So, you know, everything across the board, we, we can definitely help. Yeah. Awesome. And I think, um, you know, for a lot of people, PR or publishing or those fancy words, right. That people just don't really understand what it means. You know, as Isaac said, he was in a publishing business. I was in a marketing role before I started my Amazon business. And PR was always in the budget, but it was always the bit that got cut, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we were like, yeah, I've got to spend it on all these other things first. But the difference, I think, with what you guys are doing is everything's measured. And the reason that the budget used to get cut for us was because we couldn't measure the PR. We could measure how many people were reading something, but we couldn't measure this direct sales to it. So I think that's why you know, we wanted to have you guys on was because you can, you guys need to directly attribute the sale so that you get paid number one, which is awesome. And I think the way that people can think about this is because you are performance-based that essentially if you're doing everything right and you don't know how to do this yourself and you don't have the time to do it. And quite frankly, you know, why not pay an expert to do it, but it's based on the sales that you get. And then you were talking about the flywheel effect. Well, you're going to have, you know, a uh, you know, well, you said 7% to 47% uplifting sales, right? And you guys were basically attributing your your bit to the 7%. So you're getting a massive flywheel effect there as well. So I think if people kind of think of it in that way, it's number one, it's direct. Number two, it's performance-based. And number three, it's something that you physically don't have to do and everything's measured. I think that's a really good way of looking at it versus what we used to do back in the day, you know, sending out our press releases and hoping that somebody picked it up and, yeah. and uh, it didn't get rejected every, every five seconds. Right. And based on other PR models that we've looked into um, the direct sales approach, I think is, is a, uh, is a great one because it's, it's so obvious where it's coming from. Yeah, no, it, it's great, right? Like it's, if you have, if you already have your own, if you're big and you already have your own internal PR teams, fantastic, you know, don't let this change any of that. It, it's additive. If you're small and you don't really have the time to, you know, write the press releases or anything else you're doing and manage relationships with hundreds of publishers, then, you know, look no further. We can really help you out, right? Because we're already doing that. So, um, and, and do it on a performance basis, which is even better. So um, it's, you know, it, it's a really good solution uh, just to advocate for everything you're doing. And, um, you know, just, you know, another arrow in the quiver, if you want to say that, something like that to, to put in your arsenal and sell more products. Yeah, no, exactly. With, with yeah. not much um, outlay in terms of time or cash either, which I yeah. think is a, is a big one. You know, a lot of PR firms out there will charge, you know, two and a half thousand dollars per month to just even get started and get featured on mm. something that potentially you might not get anything back from. So I think, uh, you know, the, the way that you guys have set it up, it's, it's really good. 
Um, so we did talk there about the flywheel effect, you know, the case study that you had there at around 47% uplifting sales. Is that, you know, um, out of the or a unicorn, if you like, or, you know, what, what would you say would be like an average number one in terms of time, number one, and number two, sorry, in terms of uplifting sales? I know it's like saying, yeah, well, it depends on the product, obviously, but so that people can kind of gauge, okay, if I'm going to engage you guys, you know, how long technically would it normally take for me to get a result? So editorial recommendations, they, over the last year or so, it, the timeline, it varies based on what's going on at Amazon. All of these, every editorial gets moderated by Amazon before it goes onto the search page. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes there could be slowdowns if, you know, Prime Days just got Amazon really busy. Um, but generally it's been about four to six weeks over the last year. Um, as far as what to expect for a return, I really, that 47%, I wouldn't say it's an insane golden outlier, but uh, you know, not everybody sees those types of returns. And so to kind of explain how, how somebody would not get that type of return, uh, if, if the editorial that they get placed in gets indexed to some obscure keyword that we're not tracking, we, you know, they might not be running ads on that, on that search term. And so, you know, just all their marketing efforts aren't there. They're only getting the editorial by itself. And so, uh, and then also if it's a really competitive keyword, there could be other, there could be competition. And so the editorial might be shown 10% of the time, might be shown less than that. Uh, it could be just one out of many that are rotating on a search page. So getting, getting the editorial to show more frequently is really the, the key in driving more sales. Gotcha. And is that something that you guys would work on as well? I suppose that depends on budget and things like that as well, right? Yeah, I mean, we all we monitor how often the editorials are being shown uh, on on the search terms that are provided to us. Yeah, um, and so we we track how how the performance goes over time, and usually by the third month is when things really they get going. By the third month, um, and then they can go for another three to six months before they need refreshed or you know a new article needs to, they need to be placed into a new article. So. Hopefully, we're targeting a couple different sets of search terms uh, yeah. for a product, and and so there's never going to be a, they're never going to hit zero, you know, through the editorial. Yeah, I mean, I think you know a great a great way to look at it would be if you've got a product that goes really well at Christmas, like you said, you know which search terms already work really well in that period, and then get on you know get on the phone to you guys and go, well, okay, this is kind of one that I'd love to test out. And here's my top keywords and I'm going to spend money. Sounds like you want to have everything lined up, you know, the ranking, the, the, the PPC, all that visibility, if you like, so that essentially you'll get, you're going to get more out of that editorial. And we already know what the search terms are going to be because we know what already works. Yeah, no, that, so that that's, sounds... yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, it comes down to, you know, show us the ASINs and, you know, the keywords that you're after. Yeah, it's so important, right? And, and that's where the conversation starts. So if there's something that you know uh, or believe is going to sell super well come later in the year, that's all we need to get started. So for everyone out there, you just know that um, we, we definitely take, you know, those keywords to heart and, and are working towards getting you that placement on those keywords. Awesome. Cool. So we're going to add a link to sellerrocket.io in the, in the show notes. Um, 
And if our audience has got any questions and, you know, if people are sat there, oh my God, I'm going to, I've got to get onto this for Christmas. How can they contact you? And, and how, what does the process looks like when they contact you? Yeah. So I, I have people that visit our website all the time and fill out a form, contact us. And so I usually reach out, we schedule a, a Zoom call and we just sit down, go through about a half an hour, 15 minutes sometimes if people are busy. Uh, we'll look at the ASINs, we'll, we'll kind of strategize on where do they want to be? Is that possible? Can we get there? Um, and then talk about future next steps. Not everybody wants to start with their full arsenal of products. They want to test it out and see how is this going to actually work for me? Can we get this to work? Um, and, and so we will start with the trial sometimes and, uh, pr prove that we can do it and then yeah. we'll scale from there. Yeah. And I would say, you know, if it was me and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to give you guys a call, right. You know, I'm going to go for my best seller, the one that that's already working, the one that I know we've got great data on and test it out on that because that's going to help the conversion. Obviously we know it converts well. And so think of it that way, guys. It's a bit like, you know, when people try and get into lightning deals and stuff, what they try and do is they try and flog the dead horses. But we're not talking about that here, right? We want to kind of highlight the stars. So I think that's the way to think about it from what you guys are saying. Yeah, exactly. And like for, for a test, uh, I think you're, you're exactly right. You know, it's to pick your, your handful of ASINs that are top performers. Um, thinking of it from the publisher perspective, they're not going to want to cover anything that, you know, has a one-star review and has 50 reviews, right? <laughs> they're they're going to want to talk about something that's got the five-star review and thousands of reviews and doing really well. So, so the more, you know, the better something is ranked and reviewed, um, the more likely it's going to get those recommendations and those articles and the, those placements. So that's definitely what we, uh, we advocate for. Awesome. Yeah. And is there anything else that you guys would like to highlight, you know, that we haven't talked about and you're like, I really wanted to let them know about this. Pricing, I would say it, it's, it's flexible. We, it's a case by case basis with everyone. So I talk with sellers all the time that they don't just have one product, they have multiple brands. And so when, when we're starting out with a single product, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's for something bigger. We're not, we're not, yeah. not stopping where, with that one product. Awesome. Appreciate your guys' time. Um, you know, this is something that I think a lot of people haven't really considered in their Amazon business. They've seen the stuff, but they don't really know how to implement it and take action with it. Um, so now that that information is kind of put in front of them, obviously through this podcast and then the fact that they can go out there and contact you guys, they have that opportunity to be able to amplify the reach that their products currently have. And I think that's going to be something that, you know, in the future, you can't just think about, you know, Hey, I've got to get ranking on my, on my PPC or ranking on my organic for my main keywords. Now with those editorial recommendations, those highly rated things, you're going to need to start getting some of those placements as well, because those take up like, you know, the top third of the Amazon first rank pay or first page of, of those rankings. So it is definitely something that, you know, and, and you mentioned uh, those um, merge merger and acquisition companies like Thrasio and those guys coming in and buying all the placements and stuff. And that makes sense for them because they're going to have a lot more products to feature and they could, they could probably pool their budget for some of their products and do that. Whereas, you know, every once in a while, we're going to have to be as, you know, individual sellers, we're gonna have to take those kinds of steps and be competitive in those spaces as well. So it's great to see and, and hear that kind of strategy and, and how that can happen. And obviously, you know, I, I want to thank you guys and Kersey, obviously we want to thank you guys for coming on here and explaining that because our, our, our audience is going to be, 
I think they're going to see a little light bulb is going to pop in their, in their brain and be like, Oh, okay. So this is something I can do. It's not just up to the whim of Amazon anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And, and, and thank you guys. I I hope so. You know, I I hope that there's a lot of sellers out there that want to get in touch and, uh, you know, Kurt and myself can certainly jump in and and help out and and help start, you know, putting something custom together for them that works. Right. Like that's, that, that's, what's important here is like, we're, we're, you know, we're going to take, you know, what's important to you, listen, put together a plan uh, and get to work. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, this isn't a one size fits all. Uh, and it does take a little bit of time. Uh, but, you know, caveat that with it works. Right. So just need to have a little patience um, on the seller side, work with us. And um, we're going to get your products in front of a lot of publishers in a lot of different places. So it's, it's a really good thing. Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, for all the great insights and strategies on basically how to use affiliates and publishing to help build our businesses better than ever. And guys, if you like what you heard today, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.